You are listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. And we're a team of less than 10 staff staff people. <laughs> and so, you know, we we really don't want anyone's efforts to go unrecognized. And it's it we still I mean, we're a, a growing 1400-mile trail in a pretty enormous state. <laughs> yeah. Um, relative to other states uh, in the country and other national scenic trails and uh, we have a lot of unique challenges um, in Florida, and we're really pushed to try to best represent the volunteer community and the unique landscapes and the unique type of work that we're doing um, in the field and behind the scenes. And so, you know, my, my brain's always turning about what's like a new way I can capture this and what's a what's something that will really draw people's interest. And so, yeah, there's a lot of just little working parts, and I, 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 and I couldn't do it without the help of other volunteers and my coworkers. We have a really great team, um, and it's one of the most supportive teams I've ever been a part of. That was Vaughn Nemotron, Community Outreach Manager for the Florida Trail Association, and I'm Misty Ridley-Little. Welcome to another episode of the podcast. Before I introduce Vaughn and the episode, I have a few announcements. Uh, First, I still need entries for the two hiker episodes I'd like to produce for December, with that deadline being around November 11th-ish of 2019. Here's what I need. I need those who are planning a through or section hike at the Florida Trail in 2019 or 2020 to submit their initial thoughts on what they perceive the Florida Trail to be, their biases, coming to the hike, worries, excitement, anything that you want to share about coming into this trail prior to your hike. This is your time to share. Um, If this all goes well, there might be potential for a follow-up episode in the spring, comparing your pre-hike thoughts to your post-hike thoughts, or maybe a few of you guys will have a chance to come on the podcast for a full episode. Second, have you hiked on the FT before? Are you already familiar with the trail? I would love to hear your advice to incoming hikers, what they should or shouldn't worry about, your favorite resupply points, good places to eat on the trail, side trails they shouldn't miss, or gear they should consider carrying. This is where you can help hikers out with tidbits of information they may not be able to glean from anywhere else. To submit your entries for either one of the episodes, you can record a voice memo on your phone or record a short video and send either one to orangeblazepodcast at gmail.com. Alternatively, you can also leave a voicemail at 832-780-9819 with your information. Be sure to leave me some information on how to contact you at the end in case I need clarification for anything. And keep it about one to three minutes in length and they may be edited for clarity. So far, I've only received one voicemail, so if I can't get more folks to pitch in, I will probably have to put the episode on hold. So get your pre-trail thoughts or advice in. Next, I am coming to Florida. Uh, It'll be a short trip, but I'll be in Central Florida for Billy Goat Day around January 24th through the 26th. And if you're listening and wondering what Billy Goat Day is, it is an annual event put on by the Florida Trail Hikers Alliance to celebrate Billy Goat, a well-renowned hiker who comes to Florida in the winter to hike, and to gather the thru-hikers and general hiking community together for a weekend celebration. You can listen to Eleni McDaniel's episode, uh, that's 14, to hear more about Billy Goat Day. So I'll be bringing my recording equipment to record some episodes with hikers in person, to meet Billy Goat myself, and just record stories about hiking and the Florida Trail. And I will announce more details about Billy Goat Day as the time gets near. But if you're going to be in the area and want to chat while I'm there, this would be a great opportunity. All right, enough announcements. 
Vaughn Tron is a community outreach manager for the Florida Trail Association, having come to the position about two years ago. One aspect of producing this podcast is to showcase not just the hikers on the trail, but everyone else who makes this trail function, and Vaughn is one of those components. We get into her background in horticulture and hiking and talk about the wide breadth of responsibilities she has in the FTA, including running the quarterly footprint magazine and the monthly e-blaze, in addition to coordinating with a multitude of volunteers throughout the state and chapters. It's a huge job and Vaughn is getting it done. I know many of us listen to other hiking podcasts and we enjoy hearing from other hikers on the trails, but so much of the trails that we love have a huge network work of individuals working to maintain and make the trails accessible and the Florida Trail is no different. So let's listen to what Vaughn has to say. Um, yeah so I guess maybe we can just I guess we'll get started if you want to like introduce yourself and maybe about your, a bit about your background. You have like a I think a horticultural degree and then how you came to the Florida Trail Association how all of that kind of came together. Yeah sure so um my name is Vaughn Tron. Um, I'm originally from Gainesville, Florida. I was born here. And um, I am currently the community outreach manager for the Florida Trail Association. I started with them in July of 2017. Um, and so I grew up in Gainesville, um, and I was kind of in and out of being an outdoorsy kid and then wondering if it was a cool thing or not. So, yes, my, I went on my first hiking trip, um, overnight hiking trip, when I was 18. It was actually the week that I was turning 18, and my friends took me to hike a section of the AT in Virginia, and uh, of course it was like the infamous roller coaster section as my oh, first yeah. <laughs> hiking in mountains, period, and then adding that like as a five-day overnight. And I was completely ill-prepared. I was wearing, like, jeans. I barely... I had, like, a school pack. Like, it was maybe, like, at best 20 liters with, like, uh, not even a padded hip belt. Oh, my. It was early May, and we were, like, climbing up to some of the highest elevations in Virginia. And I, I don't really... It was somewhere somewhere close to four to 5,000. And, uh, you know, it's pretty cold in early May at those elevations. And I just had like a fleece blanket and not in a yoga mat. So it was terrible, but it was amazing. At the same time, I loved it. But I mean, it wasn't to say that I didn't like dream every night about my comforter back at home and that I wasn't unnecessarily sore from the type of pack and shoes and clothing I had. But I think just being introduced to that type of community and right then it was the peak of trail days and meeting a lot of through hikers then um, it, it was completely life-changing in, in, on that trip and um, after that I got involved with two different outdoor organizations that were run by students and I um, officially joined uh, I believe the end of my sophomore year uh, a group called TRIP uh, that's what it was called at the time of an acronym for the Travel and Recreation Program, and it was a, in that time a student-run organization where student leaders took groups of students or even faculty, anyone affiliated with the university. Um, They're usually up to 12 uh, participants, and we take them on different outdoor excursions throughout Florida and the southeast. Um, so we do things like backpacking, paddling, surfing, and rock climbing, um, and even some caving. And now it's really expanded, and it's officially become the Center for Outdoor Recreation and Education. Um, oh, wow. One of my friends actually went on to be its co the coordinator of that program, um, and they've gone to they've expanded to uh, offering week long spring break and winter break trips and summer trips abroad. 
um, across the country, um, partnering with different organizations. We're actually going to be hosting a, um, a partner uh, organization, partner work party with them um, in St. Mark's with the, our Panhandle Trail Program Manager, Adam Friska, and I will be hosting some of their, a combination of their um, core uh, trip student leaders with um, another Florida Alternative Breaks group that's based out of UF. So it's really exciting. It's cool to see something that I was involved with um, from like my early fledgling days of becoming introduced to the entire outdoor community and um, backcountry lifestyle and now being able to host a partner work party with them. But that organization was huge and through that I got um, wilderness first responder training and learn a lot of ins and outs of um, soft and hard skills for um, comfortably and safely leading people in the outdoors um, and more specialized things like um, paddling and rock climbing training and whatnot. And so that was huge for me. Um, and while I was at the University of Florida, um, I was studying horticulture. I also had um, a peaking interest in organic agriculture. And um, it started with me just becoming more curious about how food is produced and understanding um, the ethical and environmental implications of food production. And then from there, I, I was really drawn to gardening and um, the organic um, crop production program that was offered at the university. Um, so it was great. I, I, I really enjoyed my time at UF um, in graduate in 2011. And, uh, Soon after I graduated, I, I started internships and apprenticeships on different organic farms. Um, I started on one that was just outside of Gainesville um, in the town of Alachua, and it just kind of branched out from there. I spent summers uh, working on a farm outside of Asheville in North Carolina. Um, I spent three or four summers doing that, and I eventually uh, went and uh, worked and lived abroad for about a year in Costa Rica. Um, I worked for three different farms and really fell in love with one, and I've continually come back and visited since then. Um, at least once a year, I was helping with um, leading some farming workshops there um, that they, the farm was hosting, but that was a great experience. And <laughs> Yeah. I came back and kept farming around Gainesville um, for different places. I actually met our North Florida Trail Program Manager at the first farm that I worked at when I moved back to Costa Rica, he was volunteering there for vegetables and had just accepted his position at the Florida Trail Association. This was like more than five years, six years ago now. And so Jeff and I met out in the field, like we were walking and holding, like carrying harvest buckets out into the field. And I'm <laughs> thinking he was one of the tallest people I met in a while because I just, I, I think it was within a week that I'd moved back from Costa Rica and everyone there was like refreshingly closer to my small height. <laughs> And so that was really neat, and that was a really cool, I, I met him and Sam, um, and I think I was one of the first people to babysit their their, um, their son after he was born, so um, it was, that was a really, that, that's a neat overlap, because I, I kept farming in, um, in the Gainesville community, and I spent a bit of time um, for about two years working for uh, a nonprofit organization that supported uh, local organic farms, um, and I specifically uh, managed a what was called a farmer's market EBT program, where it was uh, an opportunity for people who were receiving EBT or food stamps to be able to use their food stamps 
at the farmer's market and double their um, their food stamps to receive uh, fresh fruits and, and and vegetables from the farmers at the farmer's market. Um, and then I also did um, an after-school gardening program for an underserved neighborhood. And so that was kind of the introduction to nonprofit management and coordinating um, that I'd done. It was a brief stint, but through that I learned a lot about more about volunteer coordination and um, outreach related work and grant writing and, and whatnot. Um, and so from there, I kept farming. <laughs> about, I think seven or eight years that I was farming on and off. Um, and I really love it. Um, I am so grateful. It, it further, it forever indebted in me the concept of hard work and labor um, and accountability. There's just no slacking off. Everyone's relying on you. You're on a, you're, you're fighting, you're not fighting, but you're, you're, you're working nonstop with and against the elements. And there's a lot to monitor. And I mean, you just can't, you can't slack when you can see each other from across the field and you have to, you know, be able to harvest vegetables before the, the Florida sun starts beating down on them and wilting them. And, and there's all these factors and there was, it was just life changing for me to learn all these high degrees of commitment and efficiency. Um, and it, it was just um, a really ideal setting for uh, really getting to know those around me and um, being able to, I don't know, just really grow resilience in what you're doing, especially when it comes to working outdoors in Florida. Yeah, yeah. So, but it, essentially, I had to quit. Um, I realized that I, I was, I, I kind of hit a roadblock with it because I kind of went into it really heavily. I remember there were times when I would, when I was in my early 20s, and I would pick up these ridiculous things without, with bad posture, or I would go up to a full day at the farm and then race over and work at the climbing gym. And then after my shift at the climbing gym in Gainesville, I would like climb for a bit and then start all over again at the farm the next morning. And I just remember different times when I would lift stuff and people much older than me would be like, you're going to hurt your back doing that. Or you, you got to like pump your brakes a little bit. And, um, you know, when you're naive and ambitious and have like the abilities back when you're early, yeah. you really don't, you, you really, um, don't anticipate yourself causing this prolonged damage. But I ended up with really severe tendonitis in my wrist and um, back back pain that I still deal with on occasion. Um, and random it like random things that I triggered, like walking an uneven ground through rows um, and just jumping in and out of truck beds. I, I like um, I ended up triggering like, old injuries from my high school soccer days and stuff. It was really interesting, but I, I just, that and financially, unfortunately, there's just very limited, limited cash flow for small scale farmers, especially organic farmers. And, um, I was nearing my thirties and just realized that maybe I should pursue something else, um, while I still had the energy and, and the strength and something that I could recover more easily from. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of just, the moment that I was coming towards the end of my second or third season at my last farm in Gainesville. Um, I think it was shared out on a, a uh, in a, yeah, a, a student listserv that um, was shared among um, 
graduates and alumni of the same outdoor program I was a part of at UF. And somebody shared out that the Florida Trail Association was looking for a community outreach coordinator in Gainesville. And so it just kind of was an overlap because it, uh, in between I was, um, yeah, in all those years I continued hiking. Uh, I kind of had, I, would, I worked for um, a summer camp in, in North Carolina where I took um, teenagers mostly uh, hiking um, throughout North Carolina and South Carolina. Um, and then I continued doing that as a hobby. I think that for, for, for all of, for seven or eight years straight, I had a good thing going where I hiked the AT for at least a week, um, each summer. And so I just did small sections at a time. And then I ended up just, I've continually repeated my same sections because I often will take someone for their first time and I want to show them my favorite section so I'm like we're doing the hump mountains for like the sixth time and what <laughs> beautiful and so um yeah so it, it kind of was this, this really fascinating overlap of um the nonprofit background that I'd started to develop and my love for the outdoors and for um my familiarity with working in Florida nature um the tools are somewhat different but there's a lot there's a good amount of overlap there with the type of work and level of productivity that it is. And then through my time at farms and my time at the other nonprofit, I, I, I've been coordinating volunteers. And so, um, yeah, I applied and they thought I was good enough for the task. <laughs> and now yeah. two a little over two years since. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, that's a perfect, like, it's almost like serendipity in a way of how you met Jeff, you have all this like unique, interesting background, and I'm kind of jealous about Costa Rica and all these other cool opportunities you've had, and it's just like this perfect niche, and uh, it probably coordinates well that that was about the time that they moved down to Gainesville too, right? Yeah, it's pretty wild, because the my time that the farm that we met at was me really securing myself as like, a full-time a farm worker in my hometown um, and transitioning out of this kind of pretty I, naive but bucolic paradise that I'd been living in um, yeah. and I'd had in Costa Rica shortly after graduating from college and so it was really funny to me to think back and realize I'd met Jeff right as he had just moved to, to the Gainesville to start his time at FTA and then five six years later I was transitioning out and um, it's not to say that he was my connection. I, I mean, he actually, I would, I was very much on my own with uh, competing with some very qualified candidates, I'm sure, for the position. Um, but it, it's, it's just, it was just great to just be able to be coworkers now in this uh, <laughs> at yeah. FDA after all that. So, I mean, you said you're the community outreach manager. Kind of maybe talk about a little bit what that entails. Um, your day-to-day, -day, what you do day-to-day, -day, what you do on a weekly basis, like things that uh, you handle that people might, if they were, I don't know, coming to you at the Florida Trail Association, what would they expect you to do? Well, my day-to-day -day, um, and even weekly basis kind of is changes, um, but... It's, it's very versatile. <laughs> um, so I run primarily the, the volunteer program. And so with that comes recruiting um, more volunteers, leveraging more awareness and interest in our volunteer program and the Florida Trail in general, 
um, and uh, making sure that we are able to sustain a future generation of trail stewards and uh, volunteers for the organization. And so with that, I, I do a lot of outreach. And so I, um, I manage the social media uh, for the Florida Trail Association. Um, I am the main editor and um, for the Footprint magazine. And oh, okay. I also um, compile the, our monthly eBlaze newsletter that we send out um, and I am the main point person for updating and managing aspects of the website. And let's see here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I've learned a lot of graphic design um, in the simplest form for the organization. So I started creating more promotional materials like flyers and um, different graphics that are eye-catching that can draw attention to our uh volunteer opportunities and special events and I um I manage special events such as um our annual wild and scenic film festival that we have started hosting um this upcoming January will be our third time hosting it here in Gainesville it's a it, it it's a it's a nationally touring film festival that uh features different films uh, that have been entered into this film program um, and they all are related to environmental conservation or outdoor recreation in some form. Um, and then um, a major interest and focus of my position is making sure to diversify our volunteer demographic and so really making sure that um, our volunteer community is also representative of the diversity and um, uh, of the of the of the United States and um, and that it's an inclusive program where people can feel welcomed, can feel represented um, in our volunteer community, and can really learn a bit about Florida nature and uh, trail maintenance and uh, what it means to be hiking and camping on the Florida Trail and to have a sense of belonging um, in our community as, um, as a volunteer and as a hiker just an individual, someone who has a rich, uh, unique story to share and something to bring to the table for, for our organization to learn and grow from. Um, and so I, I really like to capture story in some form and that really, um, I, I, I have a lot of opportunities to um, be, I guess, um, what's it called? Very creative, um, mm -hmm. how I choose to, capture different stories of our volunteers and so um i really enjoy working on our quarterly uh, the quarterly volunteer spotlight that is featured in our quarterly footprint magazine um and just little shout outs here and there through our social media and especially um a major component of my job also is volunteer recognition so that kind of goes coincides with that and then also making sure with the volunteer recognition that our, our volunteers are acknowledged for the tremendous amount of uh, hard work and dedication they um they give to our organization like we are, are the maintenance and uh, all the ins and outs of our organization could not be made possible without the continuous effort and contributions of our volunteers and fca members um and so my job is to help recognize that, whether that be um, being one of the main coordinators of our annual FTA awards or um, the articles that I write. And um, I just finished this morning sending out the last 
hundred of 500 t-shirts. <laughs> wow. Yeah. To, to think um, our, all the volunteers were involved with this, this last maintenance season um, from 2018 to 2019. And so there's a lot that goes into it. Um, so every day is different. I, it's an, I, I do a good, it's a good balance of um, office work and being in the field, whether it be hosting a special event or um, hosting a work party with one of our partner, partner organizations Um and uh, trainings with my coworkers as well. Um, I, I hope I explained that enough. Yeah, you. no, it seems like you have a very you have a diverse job, and you're able to do a little bit of everything. So I, you almost get a good grasp of the whole organization as a whole, instead of you know just being tasked to one separate little thing. Um, you get yeah. to see everything, and I mean. And I will say, I mean, I know you've only been with the FTA for about two years, but I feel like in the last five years, there's definitely been a better communication style with oh, the cool. FTA and um, members. And just, I mean, I'm just kind of a passive member. I just you know, receive the magazine, see what you guys do because I live out of state. But I feel like it has been tremendous, a big, tremendous difference, especially in the footprint, the eBlaze signing up for that, getting to see everything that you guys are doing in the background that maybe even people living in Florida, just hiking on a day to day basis, they're not seeing that, but we know that you guys are really putting in the effort and the work and, and to do the best that you can for the Florida trail. So, I mean, I think, I think what you guys are doing and what you're doing is definitely uh, inspirational and good. Thank you. That, that means a lot to hear. I mean, you know, we have um, roughly four to 500 active volunteers, um, uh, with, who are involved with the FTA, um, and we're a team of less than ten staff staff people, <laughs> and so you know we we really don't want anyone's efforts to go unrecognized, and um, and it's it we still I mean we're a a growing fourteen hundred mile trail in a pretty enormous state, <laughs> yeah, um, relative to other states. Uh, in the country and other national scenic trails. And uh, we have a lot of unique challenges um, in Florida and um, we're really pushed to try to best represent um, the, the volunteer community and the unique landscapes and the unique type of work that we're doing um, in the field and behind the scenes. And so, you know, my, my brain's always turning about what's like a new way I can capture this and what's a, was something that will really draw people's interest and so yeah there's a lot of just little working parts and I, I, I and I couldn't do it without the help of other volunteers and my co-workers we have a really great team um, and it's one of the most supportive teams I've ever been a part of and so yeah um, I'm, I there's a major legacy to the Florida Trail community and the original founders of the Florida Trail and the original staff of the FTA and so um, it's a lot of big shoes to fill, um, and but it, it's it's really just I like having a div diverse set of um, tasks, even although it can be daunting, and although I can feel pretty um, stretched thin, and I'm, I do often travel in different parts of the state because I mean I forgot to mention there's a lot of other things we're doing. Like, <laughs> we're, we're representatives of of the Florida Trail and the Florida Trail Association specifically, and so we do a lot of presentations. Um, the outreach is just extensive. I mean, that is just such a, a broad uh, word <laughs> right. for all the varied tasks that we're doing. But 
Yeah. Right. Um, so I mean, maybe we can just take a little summary. Like, so you go, say you're going to a, a work party and you see a volunteer. How do you decide like who you're going to spotlight in one of these quarterly footprint magazines or, um, or do they get referred to other people like, Hey, these people have been doing great work for 15 years. Maybe you should interview them. Is it just kind yeah. of however comes up? Well, it's been a mix of definitely different um, recommendations, but um, also what seems relevant to maybe um, other themes that we're trying to feature in that edition of the footprint at the time or the season. So, um, for example, when I interviewed Amanda Kincaid, who's become a, a, a really dear friend to me, um, she her trail name is Coldy Locks, and she was the... 2017, 2018? I think 2018. 2018 um, Granite Gear Groundskeeper, uh, for, um, which was um, the Granite Gear Groundskeepers. It's a, it's a program in which um, the hikers or just even outdoor enthusiasts um, throughout the country are sponsored and promoted by Granite Gear to pick up trash um, and just leave our trails and outdoor uh, public and wild spaces better. But really it's collecting trash that they see along the way and weighing that out and really showing what an impact it makes to be a conscientious hiker and and try to make leave a trail better and, and reduce your impact yourself as you're enjoying our natural spaces. So when we decided to feature Amanda Coley-Locks Kincaid, um, that coincided with the beginning of our hiking season, just typically as the weather um, tends to drop. So I believe that was something that we released at the end of the summer uh, of last year or the beginning of the fall in that edition. And so with that, it, I felt like it was pertinent to capture someone who's hiking and picking up trash along the trail for the Granite Gear Groundskeepers program. And so I'm currently working on um, articles to that are featuring Josh Johnson and the Sunshine State Seekers, oh, yeah. um, Chelsea and Chris Stevens, who are this past year's Granite Gear Groundskeepers and amazing avid hikers of the Florida Trail and other state parks throughout the state, so and, and state trails. And, um, and so, since we're going into the pleasant, cool seasons, that's really our hiking season in um, Florida. Um, I'm we're excited to feature that in our next fall edition. And so, sometimes uh, when I determine the volunteer spotlight, it, it has to do with that theme or that seasonality. And also, it can also come with just being able to have had the opportunity to work in the field or get to know one of our volunteers and just having this aha moment of like, wow, I would really like to feature your story because I feel inspired by it and I, I'd love to share that with others. I I think one of my last volunteer spotlights was of Daryl and Melissa Uptegrove and they are, Daryl's the chapter chair for the Panhandle chapter and they're both just heavily involved major leaders for their chapter and they were the um, part of the chapter leadership when um, that whole region and, and that chapter experienced Hurricane Michael and so I went and drove there and, and saw the damage done to that area myself and um, got to interview Daryl and Melissa in person and hear and, and hike around Econvina and see and experience firsthand that type of damage and this really committed, um, a dedicated effort that was happening from members of that chapter to really make their trail accessible again. I mean, it's one thing that, like, so I prefer to be able to 
be uh, in person as I interview these folks. And I kind of, it ranges from hiking with them on the trail to just kind of sitting across from each other. And I usually have a microphone recording it and put a lot of effort into transcribing it afterwards and then making it to something cohesive for the footprint. Um, but I think I remember just being so grateful that I had the opportunity to go out there with them because it was just tremendous. I, I, I think Panama City, what it was before, is really similar to Gainesville in which it's like a, a, a forested city. But when I went to see it, there every tre- almost every tree was down. Their natural landscape was just almost obliter- obliterated along with some of their buildings. But that privacy that you get from having um, just these natural wind and sound breaks that come with having a forest in between homes and neighborhoods yeah. you could hear the train the highway there and you know fences were just blown down there was just no privacy and so it was hard for me to find a way to capture the trail and to even put continue with placing significance on our our trail because at the end of the day when you think about the the priority needs that people need in terms of food shelter and security, I mean, we're still just, it's a recreational trail that people right. hike at their leisure and at their privilege, but it means more to that. And it was so tremendous to be there and see how much more that means because I, I mean, for me, the trail has, was, is, is, is being able to hike and be outdoors and have a trail to hike on is very therapeutic for me. Um, and I know it is for others, but the way that Melissa put it is like, we just want to make at least the Florida Trail accessible again so that people can have this to escape to again because they just, they don't even have a, 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 even a manicured version of like a, a natural landscape in front of them. It's just destruction. And if we can make this available, I mean, we just want people to be able to escape and be in a moment of solitude again where they can just be immersed and at peace and in the wilderness. And um it really helped shed light on like okay i there's a way that i can phrase this where it doesn't um uh it doesn't undervalue the major efforts that people are making just to sustain their regain their homes and you know livelihood again like this is all a part of it it's 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 a part of their, this is a part of improving their quality of life. And the Florida Trail really does have a, a deep meaning for people. And uh, it, it really just kind of solidified a lot of the passion that I have for my work. And I, 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 I don't know, sorry, that was like almost difficult for me to express. <laughs> no, I completely understand. It's hard to go see something and then have to translate the emotion behind it into yeah. something that you're going to, that everybody's going to read and and try to even fathom it. I mean, I would only, I would assume only people, other people who've gone through other natural disasters might be able to, to empathize with that, but everybody else is, we're trying to sit in their shoes and understand, you know, what happened. Yeah. So it really, I guess in short, it really sank in for me how the Florida trail truly is a home away from home for people. And so I, I was able to kind of let go of some of my hesitation and anxiety about like, featuring our hiking trail and emphasizing that over the emphasis of just general destruction to a whole right. community, but then realizing that it's it's representative of home to many of our F- FTA members and volunteers. And so, yeah. And so 
<laughs> that's a kind of a long drawn out way of how I decided <laughs> who I spotlight, but it's really, um, I, I, it's not biased. It's really, I just try to, it's about whatever connections are happening at the moment for our organization and, and my personal interactions with some of the volunteers and what seem, feels inspiring at that moment and pertinent at the time, really. Right. Um, and I also try to, you know, diversify the representation too, um, of, of in terms of generationally, people of different ages, people of different backgrounds, um, people of different identities, just um, and, and just branching out and showing both a balance of new and um, veteran volunteers and what it means to have been introduced into the, to the Florida Trail and the FTA community and to kind of continue to be a part of living out that legacy. So right. Well, thank you so much for all of that. I mean, it's definitely, like I said, I've, I've been impressed with the change in, in what we're receiving in our, in the, in the, in our magazines and to, to get to know some of these people that, again, that I wouldn't even know exist, but they're doing all this great work or they're living, they're just enjoying the trail, but they have this like fascinating, you know, life outside of the trail. And I like what you've been spotlighting. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, and and then my last point with it is um, just trying to make it. We have such a, a large state. I try to sw- switch up which region I'm kind of featuring or that person that that, that volunteers a part of as well. Because um, right. there's a lot that goes into that too, like the difference of Ralph <laughs> doing the type of work he's doing down in Big Cypress to folks in the Panhandle just trying to revive and restore their. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're upland pine, pine woods and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's, there's a lot more to it. So it's really neat for me well, to not only capture it in story, but also with um, my amateur photography that I'm, I'm zoning. <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to develop since I've taken on this job, but um, also kind of see them representative in that, in the landscape too, that they're um, invested in. It's really neat. Right. Well, I guess with, I mean, with all of that, because you're traveling the state, how much of the Florida Trail have you hiked, and do you have any favorite regions so far? So, unfortunately, I, I haven't kept track of how much of the Florida Trail I've hiked, um, but it's not enough. It's definitely under, uh, around, maybe at best, 100, which is, like, I'm very embarrassed to say. If I had, <laughs> if I had had a chance, I, I always say I wish that I had time now to have to hike the Florida Trail, because I would gladly hike for two, three months if I could, but... Um, I, I am just so much in the thick of <laughs> yeah. for the FCA that I can, I just relish the op- in the opportunity to when I'm uh, out in the field uh, for doing, participating in a work party or um, doing like a ribbon cutting, for example. So I'd only, I'd say it's around a hundred. Um, and I definitely love Big Cypress National Preserve. I love hiking in the Everglades area. I've actually, before I started working for the FTA, um, had hiked small sections along the Suwannee River, and I'd stumbled upon it during like a paddling trip, I believe, um, on the Suwannee, which I often do with my friends. And so, um, I the Suwannee has a special the Suwannee section definitely has a special place in my heart. And I I was really enamored with the Mickel Bluff section that's uh, around the Kissimmee Prairie area. That's kind of that part of um, yeah. the heartland, like the Central Florida area, is just gorgeous. I. Mm-hmm. I love being um, in this kind of intimate dwarf oak hammock type of setting and the different 
types of prairie and pasture landscapes that you go in and out of uh, that that was that's really beautiful to me and so and I, I just have so much fun documenting that and taking photos too um in that land that, that scenery so I'd say some those are some of my favorite sections but I'm still discovering more and more it's hard to kind of choose any particular one so you don't have a lot of mileage on the Florida Trail are you able to get out to other state parks and other sort of places like that to explore or are you just you busy with work and you kind of do what you can um I do I, I I've gone on my own um backpacking trips on the Florida Trail with my partner and my friends um or just date hiking trips small um, day trips as well so I definitely just try to do what I can and um you know I don't even it's always kind of been a part of my life growing up in Florida, like going to the different state parks, whether it be like to the springs or go hiking or paddling or even mountain biking in a couple of the city parks um, or city trails. So yeah, I do what I can. And I feel fortunate um, that I live in a town that has so many beautiful hiking and biking trails. And so I'm often, that's just within 10 minutes from my home here. And so um, I definitely try to plan um, going that further distance and an hour drive to um, to, add, to the Ocala National Forest and to the Suwannee or just nearby areas of the Florida Trail. But I just I'd say that I, I, I somehow make myself extremely busy. <laughs> so, I mean, it's right. part of it. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, I mean, you're you seem to get pretty adventurous. You get out west a lot and your AT hikes. So it's not like you're not doing anything. You're, you're definitely out and about quite often. Yeah. I mean, I love being outside. It doesn't feel right to me if I'm not outside. So right. <laughs> Something of the, of the, yeah, of that sense, you know? And I, I mean, I guess you have your partner uh, and then your friends are out hiking with you as well. Yeah. So um, I, I, I guess I've just kind of formed a community around me that where most of the, people in my life are outdoor enthusiasts and it's totally okay if they're not um I have, good, I have a good blend of friends here but yeah I I feel really grateful because uh I've been able to go on a lot of different adventures with uh my friends and my partner and um we yeah it's a little bit of everything I, I, I love to go paddling and hiking and uh, I often um go surfing a lot so I I don't know I I, I have and I think that my trips out west that I'm able to make in most most often in my summer vacation time, um, that just kind of fill, fills, yeah. <laughs> uh, rejuvenates my spirit a little bit because I was very fortunate enough to be able to do uh, quite a bit of road trips when I was in college with my friends out west. And there was a good significant um, gap of time and um, mostly due to different types of personal and financial restraints. I couldn't really travel that far out west um, for a little bit of time after college. And so recently I was able to go to Utah with my boyfriend and my dog. And we uh, hiked and camped uh, around um, Moab, Utah primarily and camped on the BLM land and just, oh, it was just amazing. And uh, I hadn't been out there since like, a mountain biking trip I take when I was 19 or something. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I just, I think that it's really such an honor to be a uh, representative of one of our national scenic trails. And some, because I think that our national parks and our public spaces is 
from really what makes the United States so so unique. We have some of the most diverse and gorgeous outdoor landscapes, and so I'm just kind of always trying to set goals to see as many of those as possible and experience it firsthand. Like, uh, that's my idea of like a good vacation is just being able to find a new trail and climb a new mountain. Um, not so much going to the tourist attractions. And right. sometimes, luckily, there's so much interest that the uh, some of our national parks or some of our major national monuments are those tourist attractions. But um, it's, <laughs> it's really nice that. And then I'm. I think uh, my team and I recently had a, the chance to go out to. Um, Vancouver, Washington, and the Portland, Oregon area for um, a national trails conference where, um, and it was also a celebration for the 50th anniversary of the Wild and Scenic Rivers system, mm-hmm. uh, a Rivers Act, and so um, that was great to be able to hike part of the Pacific Crest Trail and experience a totally different landscape and um, learn all about their efforts to um, recover their trail after things like wildfire, um, and yeah. I'm sorry, I, I, I kind of lost my train of thought with that one, too. No, that's okay, that's good. All that's good. Um, I guess, yeah, to bring it back together maybe a little bit, um, maybe you can tell, is there anything going on through the end of the year, This because this episode will go out in November, anything that would be pertinent for people, events or conferences from the Florida Trail Association uh, that people might should know? Yeah, um, so... We're just entering the, uh, the beginning of our trail maintenance season, and so we have uh, a full schedule of volunteer work opportunities. And so the 20 listed on our website through floridatrail.org are ones that are our staff-supported work parties. So those are specific to our three um, Panhandle, North Florida, and Central and South Florida trail program managers' um, work parties in which they're helping, um, they're participating along with our chapters to host anywhere from weekend to week-long work parties on the on the trail in all the different sections and um, it's really laid back and so much fun you're just camping with some really sweet hard-working folks and working on average about anywhere from six to eight um, hours a day on the trail um, having lunch lunch on the FT and um, just doing small miles at a time typically because uh, we're doing just a lot of clearing, and so with that, we're using hand tools and mechanized equipment like mowers, brush cutters, and hedge trimmers to clear back the very rapid uh, growth, <laughs> vegetative growth that can happen here in Florida. And, and uh, there's been major efforts and a lot of work parties scheduled both by the chapters and um, our staff in the Panhandle to recover the parts of Econfina and other sections that were badly damaged uh, by Hurricane Michael last year and so it, it can get pretty extensive and, and with that we have our experienced volunteers who are chainsaw uh, US Forest Chainsaw Certified um, and we're working with other partner organizations and US Forest Service teams to cut back that damage and debris and, and clear and make that section of trail accessible again especially as we're going towards our um, our next FT through hiking season and so we've got those coming up and then in Early November, depending on when this podcast comes out, there's this exciting um, Panhandle regional gathering, and that's a big celebration of being able to access and hike some of the trails again since the hurricane. They've got a full lineup um, of events and um, and hikes for that um, and other really um, fun activities. And so I'm looking forward to attending and helping to document that weekend. 
um, and facilitate in whichever way I can. Um, and then later in December is our South Florida Regional Conference. And so um, the Loxahatchee chapter is spearheading that. They've got an array of speakers and um, we're working with them to, to collect some raffle items that they're hosting for a raffle at that event. And then uh, we're just in the beginnings of planning and starting to advertise our third annual Wild and Scenic Film Festival in Gainesville, um, happening for the third time at the Swamphead Brewery. So it's an outdoor film screening where we have like about a dozen um, local organizations and partner organizations tabling a diverse set of speakers. And then we're screening 14 films this year that highlight environmental conservation, outdoor adventures um, throughout the world. And let's see, I might be missing something. Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, the beginning of November is also the Seminole State Forest ribbon cutting. I'll be there with our new trail program director, Kelly Weiner, and this has also been a major effort on her part as the previous Central South Florida trail program manager. We're opening up a new section of trail um, that was just introduced and cleared um, this past year in Seminole State Forest, and um, we've got some uh, major attendance. I think right now we have about 100 people registered. Oh, wow. And it's just a, it's a day hike um, uh, going through this new section um, with some guest speakers. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to being a part of that. And I, I hope that more folks after hearing this podcast will attend as well. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. I, all the new trail trail relocations since I through hiked, I'm just like, I need to go back and hike some of these new sections like the Miko Bluffs and now the Seminole uh, State Forest and mm-hmm. all these different places. So I'm excited that there's been some some progress and some rerouting. But it sounds like you guys have a full agenda for the rest of the, the next two or three months at least. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I want to thank you so much for um, coming on the podcast. And again, thank you for everything you do and for I always look forward to seeing what you what you write and uh, your I like your social media, Instagram, what you do. I don't I don't see Facebook, but what you see and do on Instagram is great. So thank you so much. No, thank you, Missy. I'm sorry if I was rambling. I'm a little bit. <laughs> I think I'm like a little bit like 500 t-shirt shipments uh, fried here or something. I'm really sorry if I rambled. No. I have some no. material to work through. <laughs> no, you did great. You gave me a lot of good stuff. And uh, no, you're, you're perfect. So. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for, you know, we really appreciate you highlighting the Florida Trail and getting the word out about all the different people who are involved with making this trail possible and accessible and so um it's really amazing that you're doing this uh in between your your regular (laughs) yeah uh, you know your regular life and your day job so um yeah all right thanks for listening to the episode you can find the podcast at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com and on instagram at orangeblazepodcast until next time happy hiking